Welcome to the Discovery Self-Development Podcast, where we chat about all things family, education, and relationships. This is a real, raw, and honest podcast that will make you laugh and where you'll nod your head in agreement with the situations we explore. I'll give you tools and strategies to create the life and relationships you've always dreamed of. Thanks for listening. Let's get started. Good afternoon, guys, and welcome to episode four. Thank you so much to everyone who has tuned in so far. Your feedback is really encouraging me to keep going with this new venture. And I just want to say the disclaimer again, this podcast is raw and it's honest. And if you've listened so far, you'll know that I've shared some of the most personal experiences of mine that aren't the most comfortable to share but that I hope will bring you value and that some of you can resonate with or might help you in the future. So it's raw and it's honest and it's unscripted. So what you see is what you get. On that note, today what I'm going to talk about is relationships. Relationships are fundamental to all of our lives. And to me, what does the word relationship mean? It means that you have interactions with somebody or even yourself and you feel safe within that space or you allow others to feel safe within that space. Relationships fundamentally are a safe space to grow and evolve and whether that's your own growth or somebody else's it doesn't matter but to me that's what a relationship is. To me as well relationships are the agents of change and the most powerful therapy is human love. So when we can connect with people, resonate with people, share vulnerabilities and experiences with people, then that is absolutely the agent for change, a catalyst for empowerment or embetterment. Just a realization that maybe some of the things that we've been doing in the past haven't fully served us and that we could strive for more. So that's my definition of relationships. And I'd love to hear what your definition of relationships are too. So please leave me some comments about that. Relationships come in many different forms. We can have the passionate, exciting, romantic relationships. We can have the professional relationships, which are the ones that we have on a day-to-day basis at work or college or university. We can have situational or environmental relationships, which are the ones that we build up over time with people that we just happen to come into contact with. That could be your local news agent. It could be people that you bump into in the supermarket, but ones that we engage with on a regular basis. We, of course, have friendships, which can bring opportunities, challenges, highs and lows. And then we have our relationships with our families, which are ones that we didn't necessarily choose, but can take us in many different directions and teach us many different things about ourselves. The one thing that all relationships have in common is that they involve us. And we, in fact, have a relationship with ourselves. And that relationship with ourselves really determines our own self-worth how well we respond in all of the other relationship fields. Every relationship uses energy. So we can think of people around us like batteries. They can either drain the life out of us 
or they can increase our charge. But relationships are all about flow. And relationships can only flow when we are in a peak state, or at least when we're willing to reflect upon the state that we're in and explain to people where we're at. Equally, we can only build relationships with others when we're willing to accept them for who they are right now. Not who we want them to be in the future, but for who they are right now. And if we can start a relationship with certain degree of self-worth and self-value and an acceptance of somebody for who they are right now, then these are the foundations for excellent relationships. Now, why are relationships so important to humans? Why are they foundational in everything that we do? Well, the reason for that is that love and connection is one of our six human needs. So there are six driving forces in every human's life. And the six driving forces are love and connection, certainty, variety, significance, growth, and contribution. Every single one of these human needs will have an impact on how we build relationships, the reason that we build relationships and how successful our relationships are. Now, let me give you an example of this. So let's talk about romantic relationships. So if you're in a romantic relationship or if you have been in the past, then you enjoy that because it makes you feel special. They're there to enhance your life, right? You don't want to date somebody who doesn't enhance your life. You've got kids already. You don't want to babysit them. You want them to bring something to your life. And how many times have you complained that your partner is so boring? They do the same thing every weekend. They want to go to the same places with the same people and you're bored. If you've heard yourself speak like this, complain about this type of thing, then it's most likely that certainty is not your predominant human need. You're much more of a variety person. On the other hand, if you have complained that your partner is always somewhere different, he's always with new people, doing new things, he's dying to do all these adventurous sports and travel all over the world, and that's just not your cup of tea, then perhaps variety is not your driving force when it comes to human needs. But the reason that people want romantic relationships is because we're all driven by love and connection, by feeling that love and connection is what makes us thrive and makes others thrive too. Now that doesn't mean that we're looking for validation because significance is another driving force, another human need. Some people in a relationship don't want to be the significant one. They might be the boss at work and every day they're responsible for the day-to-day running of the office, managing everybody, making sure that people are paid on time and all the huge responsibility that comes with an MD. And so when they get home, they don't want to be the significant other. When they're out with their friends, they don't want to be the significant other. They want to let someone else take the lead, make the choices, and they're quite happy with that. Other people like to feel significant. They like to think that they are the significant one because it meets their predominant human need. They're driven by that. And those people often enjoy when you give them lots of praise, words of affirmation or gifts or whatever their love language is. They'll really respond well when you 
express how much you love them. And romantic relationships are really, really interesting because they're not dictated by our position in life. We don't have to assume a certain role within a romantic relationship. It's where we have lots and lots of freedom of choice or where we should have lots of freedom of choice, where we should really pick our partners carefully and again the decisions that we make about the people we choose to have in our lives are completely determined by our self-worth and that is why everything starts with you feeling good about yourself. One of my favourite quotes is that it's up to you to role model the values and attributes that you would like to see more of in the world and I think that this is relevant for everyone but particularly the mums and dads out there. We have all these little people watching us. We have our children watching us on a daily basis. And if we accept people in our lives who are not bringing the values and the qualities that we strive for to the table, then we shouldn't be accepting anything less. And this is often when relationships take a turn for the worst. Because as parents, especially if we're married or in a couple who cohabit, live together, our relationship starts to break down. We often stay in relationships for the sake of our kids as like a band-aid to keep this stereotypical family which will meet best success by being a home with a mother and a father or two parents who are in a relationship. We decide to stay in a relationship that we're not happy within and this can really impact our self-worth, our self-esteem. Moods can change and be low and we can act out of character. And in these times, we can forget that we are role models to our children and what we're actually teaching them is that it's okay to stay in a relationship that you're not happy in, that it's okay to have mood swings and treat people in an inappropriate manner, that it's okay to accept something that you're not happy with. But then we also look to the other side of the coin and we think, well, you know, if we get divorce or if we split up or if we live in separate homes then what's that teaching our kids about relationships that's teaching them that it's easy to walk away that relationships can be given up on that we maybe don't have the energy or the fight to remain in a relationship and so we find ourselves in this catch-22 situation about what is the best thing to do. Now I can give you an example from my own life as I always do and again I'm going to open up um, huge vulnerability to you all here but you know that my marriage broke down. I was married for almost seven years and we probably weren't very happy together for the last year and a half, maybe two years but we put up with each other. We kept the same routines going. One of us would go out on the weekend, one would stay home with the kids, one of us would be hungover on a Sunday and wouldn't want to participate in family life. And we kind of played this push-pull to and fro thing. And every now and again, we'd say, you know, this isn't good enough. Neither of us are happy. That's why we're choosing to go out on the weekends and indulge in in behaviours that don't best serve us, such as alcohol. And we decided that we would try lots of different approaches to sort the relationship. And the approaches that we sought were things like, let's go on family holidays, let's do family activities on the weekend, let's ignore the problems and just hope that, you know, the love that we initially felt would return and that we would be able to stick together as a family unit. And this 
went on for, as I said, about a year and a half. And of course, nothing was solved because we didn't actually tackle the problem. We kind of skirted around it. I don't think any of us had the energy to properly invest in the relationship. Instead, all of my energy certainly went on to the kids. They were my distraction. They were my focus. They were my priority. So all of my energy went into making them feel special and safe and secure, despite the behaviours that we tried to hide that were probably quite evident. And so we decided, well, in fact, the universe decided that at one point enough was enough and it showed up with a situation that could not be ignored, could not be avoided and behaviours from my partner that determined that divorce was our only option. And that's for a different episode and a different time. But we parted ways on that day and it was clear that there would never, ever be any looking back. What haunts me, and it's funny that I'm talking about this today, is my mum's birthday. My mum passed away 10 years ago. What haunts me to this day is that my mum's impression or response to relationships, and she's absolutely right, and, and this is something that I teach you guys from my own experiences is that a relationship is much much harder to make successful than it is to walk away from walking away from a relationship is the easy option and in some ways I feel like that's what I did at some points I feel really disappointed in myself for doing that but the situation was forced in the end And, you know, since the relationship ended, I would say that both me and the kids' dads have become fantastic role models, fantastic in the way that we dealt with adversity, fantastic in the way that we communicate with our children, with each other, fantastic in the way that we've taught them that relationships don't always work within a particular environment but when we change the environment both internal and external as in in our minds and also within our physical environment which is our homes then we can find different ways to make the relationship successful that is an absolute tool for life that we need to sometimes limit our proximity to people in life especially within our families you know often we cannot choose the members of our families and so we should accept them for who they are at this moment in time and we should think about how the way that they conduct themselves and the values and attributes that they're going to bring to a relationship whether they're going to bring a positive impact to our lives or whether they're going to bring us challenges and drain our batteries and then we always have a choice we don't need to discard people from our life or remove people from our life but what we can do is limit our proximity to people a real easy example of that is that if someone phones you every single day and you don't want to take their call then perhaps you can miss the call but send them a text later if you find that somebody drains your battery they are commenting on your social media every single day then you can make their comments invisible so that you don't have to read them but they they still feel that they have an input into your life in some way there's lots and lots of ways to limit the proximity of people in your life and maintain your self-worth and your self-value and I could talk about relationships all day like I said there's lots of different categories of relationship from the romantic to the professional to the situational 
and the other two that I've touched upon, which are families, friendships. One thing about relationships is that they all start with you. And the most successful relationships are the ones where you contribute. So contribution is also a human need, one of our driving forces. And when we contribute to relationships, then usually they have the best success. But the important part is that when we give in relationships, when we give from a place of true love and true want to enhance other people's life without any expectation of receiving something back in return, then that's when we seem to have the best success. And that's when relationships really, really thrive. So what I mean by that is that we can do things for other people. These things don't have to cost money. They can be as simple as giving your time, giving your ear for somebody to listen, picking up a phone every now and again, just to let let them know that you're there. It can be supporting a friend or a family member or your partner through a difficult time, through giving them some of your skills that might support them. It could be arranging a girls night that everyone has got to look forward to, a family day out. It can be something big or something small. It is the sentiment behind the gesture that's important. And like I said, it's when you give without expectation of something in return and when you're giving from a place of true love, that is when you will find an absolute change in your being and that is when your self-worth will really catapult into the next level. And when you value yourself enough to give without expectation, then that is when you will have the best relationships in life. And so guys, that is episode four. I hope you've enjoyed it. Any comments, questions, please do let me know. I will see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Discovery Self-Development Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with all of your friends and don't forget to leave your five-star review. See you next week.